And we're live. Welcome back to the Digital Creators Podcast. Um, today, we're in the stew with Talia. Welcome, Talia. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. I got to speak. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Talia is a Perth-based artist and musician. She predominantly works with acrylic, airbrush, and spray paint, creating worlds of layers of lines, shapes, and written text. Her work showcases thoughts, patterns, textures, entities, eyes, beings, and creatures. She has a band called The Sylvias, formed in 2021. The music is amazing. You should definitely check it out. Um, and in this episode, we're going to talk about Talia's creative process, her background, inspiration, her band The Sylvias, fashion, style, and the graffiti scene and culture in Perth. So, yeah, super exciting. Awesome. So keen. I actually just want to bring out your art sort of straight away if we can yeah, of um because yeah i feel like what i've talked about it but i want to kind of show people that are checking out the stream on youtube here we yeah. go <laughs> yeah so as i was saying in the description you can see it's just layers of patterns textures sort of entities and stuff yeah, but much. um yeah how did you start sort of creating these pieces obviously your styles like developed over a long period of time but how did you kind of get into it if you give us a background um so like just with cam just art just art in general i guess yeah like, well, like as a creative yeah. like how did you start well i mean yeah like develop uh, that i i always had a sketchbook and like a little bag with me everywhere i went as a kid but i never considered myself an artist i never really wanted to like it, like if a teacher asked me what I wanted to be, it'd, it'd be like singer or something. It'd never be like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. But when I got to like 14, um, I got put in the mental ward mm-hmm. for, I think it was two weeks. And um, I went in there initially like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so keen. Like I just, I'd be able to have my phone and shit. And they were like, no devices. And I was like, mm. all right, that's all right. So I didn't really have much else to do, but that actually helped like me with, coping was what i was going through yeah um but yeah so i just drew so why um because that's you know it's quite a heavy experience going to a you know mental asylum it's still yeah. called an asylum I, I guess so damn i feel like asylum sounds kind of like <laughs> it's kind of old sounds like a yeah horror yeah. movie yeah yeah 100%. but um yeah what uh what kind of influence like why did you um, end up there i guess if you can give us background story to yeah that. so I mean, like, I don't know. I've I had a pretty, like, a um, little bit of a dysfunctional, like, growing up, um, what's it called, environment. But um, I had, like, tried to attempt suicide, like, three times in the span of two days. And, yeah. And what age was that? 14. Wow, yeah. yeah. I was hella young, yeah. But, um, yeah, and then... I remember because you were you were mentioning before you were d- diagnosed with uh, yeah I, I got diagnosed with um yeah and yes th- I, th- I believe it was in year three I got diagnosed with severe anxiety depression I didn't even know like it was possible to get d- diagnosed without that know. young like diagnosing an eight year old with severe depression and anxiety is pretty it seems pretty gnarly in it yeah I don't know like how would you even process that at that yeah, age yeah literally I I mean like I was giving my mum a hard time like when I was younger because like. Like, I don't know, just the, the toxic environment and then, like, the huge change of, like, my parents getting divorced was just hell rough on me as a little kid. And so, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I struggled with it a bit and then ended up um, at the mental health clinic. Mm. And then you're saying you kind of developed your style from from that? Yeah, I'd say, hmm, I, I'd say so. Like, I would just draw, like, I tried to draw faces mostly, like, initially, and then I realised that. I'm not good at drawing, like, realism faces, mm. so I just draw these little yeah. characters. And then eventually, like, I've settled with a face that was – that I felt, like, good about, like a like a face shape and, like, the eyes and stuff. Um, I was just experimenting with that and, um, yeah, I settled with, like, just that, like, this – Aesthetic. Kind of aesthetic. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like this is what kind of – like, the, the eyes and the way I draw, like, mouth and teeth, my pieces is what makes it identifiable. Yeah, oh. for sure. No, I think uh, you can definitely see a consistent style in your paintings mm. and uh, graffiti work, and also the, you know, fashion, the uh, fashion customizations yeah. that you do as a style. And uh, at nineteen, I definitely didn't have a, haven't developed my like nineteen is very early to develop like a. Yeah, it's. I think it's uncommon for a nineteen-year-old to develop like that style completely. Mm, I think yeah. maybe because do you feel like you had to grow up quickly? Oh yeah, the environment you were in. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely had to grow up kind of quickly, and I did yeah. grow up a little bit quickly, and I sometimes like regret that. And so, my art is. I think the colors and like the patterns that I do. It's it's a lot like. I don't always do it if I'm feeling like shit. It's sometimes it's just like I just want to like be a kid, bro, and just like yeah. you know, just do shapes and colors oh, okay. just because they're pretty and fun, you know, like just yeah. as simple as that. And um, but yeah, like so that kind of. I think helps it's me. almost like you're connecting with the childhood that maybe you were like robbed by yeah, or something 100% like that. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. I reckon like, and that's why I like so many things that make me feel as free as a child, like, like graffiti for example mm-hmm. i guess just like you know going out and no one no one's around like no one like and it's it's way more scarier in concept than people think it is but being out like at like 4 a.m at night time sorry my bad <laughs> um being out at like 4 a.m is just like super liberating um yeah and just it just feels free it's like the world's your playground it's cool yeah exactly i think um as creators we're always like connecting with our childhood in a way to create um, like even I was just drawing before, like cause, uh, Alexandra gave me that paper to like do a self-portrait and uh, it's just so, it's freeing. You don't have to think about the responsibilities of life or like anything. It does remind you when you're a kid and you just, you can literally just draw. You don't have to worry about yeah. what you're doing that day or like literally anything. It's It's like a little escape. It is definitely. Like that's kind of how I, also gone into it it was like a coping mechanism because like there wasn't there was not I don't know I feel like that mentored like at the time it's probably better now because it's a whole different and it's more different now but um yeah at the time it was just it was just so like it was it just made people even more depressed I feel because there was no like activities it, it was just like you're sitting you're just locked in this like place and that was it you know so I guess just literally is it like the movies where it's just like a white white walls or white whatever around you and that's it it's like it looks like um college 
like it's like, it has School. like college dorms vibes. Like, I guess. Or a prison. <laughs> I guess both. One of the two. Or a hospital. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I don't know. It's it's like a really oh, like it was so weird. Like the beds, even the beds were just like gym mats, like two gym mats stacked on each other, and then. You know, you'd be trying to sleep and then the nurse would, like, come through every, like, every hour or every couple of hours and just, like, shine a huge fucking torch light, like, into your fucking into your room, make sure you're not doing anything. And it, would just, it was just – it's just not a place of recovery, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting because, yeah, even the – like, yeah, you'd think it would – they'd want you to, like, you know, sleep well and, like, feel comfortable there, but just – it's kind of like yeah, ho- hospital or prison where they just have like it's it's kind everything's of like the same. Even I like I feel like like this sounds really fucked, but like prison is low key like almost better than the mental ward. Well, like better than the mental ward I w- was in because yeah. like in prison people get activities to do. They yeah. get Xboxes. They get like you know like they and can buy Xboxes when they go in and shit. It's how weird. And like, like what's the <laughs> one of the easiest ways to make someone go insane is like to be in a just an empty room exactly. with like no one there. Yep. So I don't, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I don't understand why it's quite they would do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have Do you have any opinions on why they would just make it like that? Like you just spend I time with yourself and your own thoughts, even though that's like literally help. what was like made you go there in the first yeah, place. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I don't know. It's, and I don't know. I saw this thing right, and it was like, what if like humans are like animals and when they're like away from their natural habitat, don't see nature, don't get amongst the nature enough they like get held depressed and like when i find myself feeling really sad being amongst nature is like helps so much and i feel like if these mental wards just like i don't know either had more activities or just like you know had yeah like you know but it's just like now we're just chucking all the views in one spot and yeah (laughs) good luck or whatever you know it's just just interesting i have to do some more research on that but that's like well, it's interesting Interesting to get someone's perspective because I haven't met anyone. I don't, I don't think that yeah has had that experience in the mental side. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so even – but did you – you know, you, you said you were drawing in there as well. Were you allowed to draw? Yeah, I was allowed to draw. I had, like, a sketchbook and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I just draw all the time. I think It's, it's kind of – art's like therapy, like when you create, mm. like, yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, that's what helped me kind of get, like, trying to, like, it helped me feel better about my, si- like, where I was yeah. because it was, like, I could create these little worlds and stuff like that, I guess, like, in my sketchbook, even though I was trapped in, like, Yeah, like, the walls, know. but you, could, you <laughs> yeah. could create your own worlds to exist in. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. And then now it's developed into paintings and uh, also you customise clothing? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, I was really into, um, fa- like, fashion when I was younger, like, more in, more into it, like, then than I am now, but, um, like, I identified, like, you know, fashion being, like, you know, fashion was, like, a part of me. Yeah. I guess, like, something I identified with, like, you know, like, but, um, but, yeah, no, so. because, like, I've been seeing your, like, fit pics and everything on Instagram, like, every time it's just, like, you're crazy fits, man, like, everyone go check. Check out her fits. On <laughs> it's not like it's not like everyday fits, and, and definitely represents where you're from. Mm, yeah, 100%. but um, definitely like the clothing choices and the items you choose. It's like yeah, really cool to see and colors and everything. Thank you. 
Yeah, I like to just combine a lot of things that I like um, and to create just like, I don't know, weird, like I, don't, I, like, I don't identify with any particular aesthetic. I just like the things I like and I put them together. And I think that's kind of cooler. In, in the like I'm not trying to gas myself up like I'm talking about like people who don't try to be cool like and it's not like you know they're trying to force it are usually like the coolest people mm. um yeah because they don't well they don't think about it they're just existing yeah yeah exactly that like it, like for example like my friend Kurt he had this sweater that he'd like worn every day for like six years but this sweater was like so perfectly distressed it looked like a runway piece oh yeah and I was like dude this looks amazing. He's like, I just this is just my busted old sweater yeah. like that I wear, dude. Like, but that's um, interesting. Hey, like how fashion gets the inspiration. Like, mm. um, they actually yeah get it inspired by like even skateboarding. Like skateboarding actually influences a lot of fashion. Oh yeah. Like even though like the ripped jeans or um things like that, and then they uh, <laughs> even like the Balenciaga. It was like Balenciaga shoes that oh, like looked all messed yeah, up. Yeah, And it's I just like, those. it's just, it's kind of like rich people trying to look poor. Yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> Something nah, like that. Like, uh, it's, it's because like, I don't know, like I find worn things so like cool because they have a story behind them. Like even op shop things and like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's hell silly to me that they, they're trying to like, you know, because these people who buy, are buying these shoes are the same people who make who I'm sure like would have made fun of like other people for wearing that sort of thing who don't have like you know who would na- you know like just had naturally fucking yeah, just had their, yeah, like, exactly. some beaters you know what I mean like the like, type of people that are buying those Balenciagas I feel are the type of people that be making like that used to make fun of cunts for wearing that sort of shit so it's just like it's I don't know do you know what I'm saying? Yeah do you think yeah. uh, people who you know can afford these like expensive brands or it's almost like as as creators we kind of like naturally gravitating towards these creative things and we learn about it and we you know practice it in our creative skills but there's people who aren't naturally creative so they have to like pay money to you know maybe buy like these expensive brands to look creative or like have that element to them that makes them you know, because maybe they just work like a nine to five job mm. their whole life, but then they can buy like a Gucci or yeah, 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 like, you know what yeah, I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. So yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Um, and when did you start customizing clothing? I started when I, I think I was um about fifteen, and it's hell funny because um I used to get like made fun of for being depressed in high school like high school's so stupid but like, yeah, I just get like bullied for being depressed and I just draw but then it, it, like eventually as like a couple months went on people would um like give me their shoes they just take their shoes off in class and be like can you please draw on my shoes and like phone cases and and then it just escalated from that like from doing that like just customizing people's bags and just drawing on them for free to like selling ten dollar t-shirts and then um yeah, to where I'm now, and people will, like hell. It's so cool to see the like. I feel like younger me is so proud because, like now people, it's not even that I like charge that much, but people want like people offer me like two hundred dollars for a t-shirt, which is crazy. Yeah, right? it's so crazy to me, but I'm nothing but grateful. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. Like I like the idea of um, customizing items, 
Um, I'm going to have this guy, Jackson, on my podcast soon. But I think what he's doing is pretty cool. He, like, he customises um, kind of high-end items as well, like Gucci oh, bags or wow. things like That's that. Also so in cool. Perth, uh, Perth Artists. Um, There's so many cool Perth creatives. Yeah. Also, like, so many. Mm-hmm. And um, how does one kind of what was your creative process with the customizing the clothing and with the client or the customer like do you do they pick the shirt or do you pick the shirt or what? um so i it just depends like sometimes they will be like i want you to have creative rain or they'll have like an idea and if they have an idea i do sketches prior and you know show them different options based off their concept that they're wanting to represent or have their piece about um um and then like yeah. how who um do you have all the creative control or sometimes they're like i want this to be inspired or look a certain way they give you some inspiration um most of the time i'm really lucky i i get like full creative control which is cool um because i feel great like i feel like i make the best pieces like doing like having creative um like rain over being able yeah, yeah, to yeah. do uh, whatever yeah. like i feel like pieces just turn out better and i feel like people can low-key see that as well mm. like so um but yeah yeah i feel like you could um if you keep going with it who knows like what you could customize and who you could collab with like yeah. you know the um alexandria who we had the last one she does like yeah line art and she's you know recently collabed with like puma and like mad city oh, man wow. city and um footlocker just mm. with her art so like you could have some Big collabs yeah, coming up. Keep sharing your work. Um, how how are you sharing your work? Like, how are you getting yourself out there as an artist? <laughs> this is a, this is actually quite funny. So, I mean, like, on top of like social media, I I don't like dating apps, but I have them to promote yeah. my music, which yeah. is kind of yeah. That's what <laughs> Alexandra mentioned that as well. She was like, I used to date on. The, I mean, I used to paint on like the live, like on a dating. Like, you get a lot of, like, views yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, like, why not? Yeah. No, it's hell good to, like, promote my music because um, because I don't even know how to genre my music myself when people are like, oh, what kind of music do you make? And they message me. I'm like, go listen to it and you tell yeah. me, like, what you think. And they do. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It just works out well. For sure. Um, Like, I'm going to try and maybe we could preview a bit of your music as well just on Spotify. Like, what's a song that... um you want to show like one maybe one that's you know meaningful to I think you maybe baby maybe yeah. baby yeah. so tell us about that one so that one is um about like i don't know how it's i made it when i had like a really not like a really gnarly um situation happen at home and i was gonna like i was gonna off myself <laughs> and then um my my homie like i called him and he was like I'll come, I'm coming over now. I'm just like chill. Yeah. And then I was like crying. I was like, oh man, that life. This sucks. Like I feel so fucked. And he's like, you know what, man? You should make a song about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Bro, we should. Like, oh, so yeah. it came out like really authentic, I feel anyway. Like, um, and the lyrics in it are my favorite. And that's why I like it so much. Like, I feel like it was very um, cre- creative, was the, the lyrics in it perfectly represented how I felt in that moment when making the song. Oh, yeah. Um. Alright, this is it. This is Maybe Baby. 
Where do you produce it? In my Dude, in a shed. Crazy. On a, on a little laptop. Wow. Dude, it's so good. Thank you. It's my favorite lyric. I'm gonna be nice in your hmm? freaking bedroom. Yeah, literally in it. I live in a shed, so like, like this. You think it'd be horrible, but it's actually it works out well. Like, like just recording in the, uh, it's garage band really. Who needs a studio? <laughs> no, when you're passionate enough, man, you make it work. Mm. You make it work with what you've got because it's possible to. Like, and that's how you, I don't know. You can tell who's who's really passionate about like what they do by um, if they care about whether they fail or not. Mm. Like if you're if you real if you're really passionate about something, you genuinely like wouldn't care. Like I don't. I mean, like people I've met like mm-hmm. that, I feel are genuinely passionate. This the common between them is that they just don't care whether they succeed or fail it's just they're just doing it because they love it so much and it's so cool yeah I think if you just keep going like you follow your passion you keep doing it like every day Mm -hmm. 10 years you're going to be like amazing at whatever you're doing oh 100% man this is so good thank you so much So who's in the band? So we've got uh, my homie Alex, who's on the guitar, and we've got Boa on the drums. But uh, this song was made. Um, the song was made before Boa joined. The drummer joined, so it's just me and Alex. Yeah. But yeah, um, we met Boa like a couple of months later when we were doing Hyde Park jams, and we just yeah. like I got a busking license for us, and then cool. we'd go to Hyde Park at like on Friday nights, and just jam and freestyle all night. Like Whoa. hours, and then all these random people would just come. Cool, that's down. sick. Yeah, I want to see more like, uh, like bands kind of. Even I've had this idea for ages. Like, why don't we have bands in like the Perth underground and shit, like New York? Like, mm. it'd be so cool to see more, you know, live music around. And, like Hyde Park at night, that'd be such a cool experience for people. It was yeah. hell cool because like people would hear our music, like they'd hear us playing from like ages away, and they'd be like, "What is that?" Let's follow the music. And then yeah. they'd find us and they'd be like, no fucking way. Like, yeah, that's so, cool. so sick. Like, we need those experiences in Perth. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, like, as creatives, we're kind of, in a way, we are creating, like, the culture here and, like, we're creating experiences for people, whether it's visual or audio experiences. And, like, yeah, just, yeah, if, even if I was walking around hearing that and seeing, like, this cool band at night in Hyde Park, it would be amazing, like, experience. Yeah, 100%. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's provided me with some cool experiences. Like one time I was um I was freestyling about graffiti and just like just rapping in my band playing. And then this like huge group of like all these like dudes come past and they listen they like sit down to listen to us play and they're like yep. freestyle about more graffiti oh, and yeah. I was like, Okay. So I like freestyled about graffiti for like twenty minutes and I'm like, Alright, I'm sitting down, I have a smoke and I realise like I would just get I just start chatting with these dudes about graffiti and yeah. I realise that they're like they're like my fucking some of my favorite fucking writers in Perth. Oh really? Yeah, literally. So oh, it was just shit. like the coolest, like how lucky experiences, dope. Oh yeah. And um, how have you guys been going? Like, you know, marketing your music 
That sort of thing, like uh, what platforms you're on and how is that? Um, well, at the moment, we're like mostly on Instagram. I've just, we've been focusing more so on an album, re- like, uh, like, yep. like as of recently. Um, and I, I've been like, um, sorry, I, my friends are quite busy as well. Like they Yeah, it's hard. It's hard it's to coordinate. Yeah, with especially with the band. Every creative yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like, um, but yeah. But I think I if you guys got traction and everybody saw the vision mm. like i see the vision i think like i mean i don't know if you've seen what uh like spacey jane and stuff have been doing like they're doing huge things you know yeah. spacey jane yeah. and yeah like but now you you guys definitely have amazing talent i think Thank i you think so you much. could be um you know you could have worldwide like a big worldwide audience for sure yeah. it reminds me like I'm a fan of Beach Fossils. I don't know if you know Beach I Fossils. I love Beach Fossils, yeah. It reminds me of that. Like, you can just listen to it on, like, a chill day. Just, like, it's very, like, relaxing and yeah. stuff to listen to. But, yeah, super cool. That's I'm definitely going to be pushing it more. But what about TikTok? Like, have you guys been putting your stuff on TikTok? I, in all honesty, I, like, I feel like, for me personally, TikTok makes me, like, too brain dead and it gives cringe. me <laughs> not really cringe like i like i enjoy a good fucking tiktok scroll <laughs> like don't get me wrong but it's i find it hard to control myself with it i guess like if like it's a bit silly but i feel like a lot of people go through that like as silly as it may sound like you know like it's just constant yeah, what about creating though like, like on like on tiktok i just um like sharing your music because obviously you want to get your music out there. Yeah, I I don't know. I like I've attempted it before, but I think that I'm just not. It's just not my way of doing. It. Like I I will do it eventually, mm. but at the moment I feel more drawn to actually like speaking to people. Yeah, because I feel like that leaves more of an impact um, when you meet the person who's behind the music and you're like, oh, this this person's cool, like and how nice, whatever. Um, and then the music, you know, it just hits. I feel like it hits different, like just promoting it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think if you meet somebody and then like, like if I met somebody and showed them my photos, then something about like that human connection or like meeting and actually seeing the person, then it definitely um, kind of sticks in your brain more, mm. I guess. However, just like marketing wise, I think because your music is so good i would love for more people to hear it mm. and then maybe you get more followers and then book more shows if is that what you want to do with your music like get gigs and stuff um to, well we've been talking about gigs but like um i'm not too sure like we haven't got a set plan or anything like any particular you're just goal. making music yeah yep. i just we just make music because we like to make music together um yeah, I think, well, that's how every artist starts. Like, you do it because you enjoy it. Mm, but I'm like, damn, this is so good. Like, more people should know about it. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel so, I don't know, if I was you, I would, like, document it. Try. I know it's, like, difficult, but if you can document it, like, TikTok's just a platform at the, mo- at the moment that can get your work out there the best. Yeah. Um, even, yeah, again, with just with the chat with Alexandria before the previous episode, um she was like doing paintings she went up to karatha and was just like had nothing to do she was painting and posting on tiktok and now she's on like she got to like to a million 
Oh, wow. Was on TikTok. So her client, her clients are actually international, like more US-based people that buy her work and she's full-time now. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Because of TikTok. Even for me, like just create, I don't create uh, at the moment too much, but yeah, when I did put my work out there on TikTok as an artist, I think it's just a platform to get more listeners or views. Yep. So if it is something that you wanted to do, because I think it should, I think you guys like deserve to have like a huge audience and stuff yeah. so no thank you I that could be a cool way to do it yeah i'll de- like i'll get there i think that there's just a lot of i have a lot yeah i do Dude, a lot you of got so much stuff. you got like <laughs> the painting like the all the other shit and oh, the yeah. band and also like i'm working life on a solo well. album as well yeah, as yeah on top of that and so like two albums so it's it's a lot yeah yeah there's a lot i don't know like but space so sometimes. much talent to get out there yeah, 100%. Just got to get it done, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, no, it happened, I don't know, it happens at the right, everything happens at the right time. seems to come together at the right time, so I don't sweat it, really. Like, we got, um, the Sylvia's got played on Triple J, actually, on the oh, radio. Oh, really? Yeah, we missed it. <laughs> we fucking missed it. But I think I that's think kind of okay. a testament to, like, yeah, you guys aren't focusing on the marketing, you're focusing on the product, which is, you know, the, the music. Yeah. And, like... I think you're just kind of having fun creating it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the most important, the most important thing. And yeah, I'm not even surprised. And then, yeah, the fact that you guys missed it, it's just like you're just kind of creating, having fun. You're like, oh, I got played in Triple J. And so many artists like, I could work hard, like just <laughs> yeah. work hard to do that. Yeah, but because you guys are just, this, the music is so good. It was just it on was there. So I think you can do so much. Yeah. It was, I think that like it was, it was kind of like, disappointing at first that we missed it but i have a strong feeling that it will be so funny like in the future like when we're like bigger or whatever and we go yeah we missed our first like play on the radio you know i feel like it'd be a cute little comical thing i guess (laughs) your music would be on tiktok if you search for it i think it would be on there if it's on spotify yeah yeah. so guys when you're creating tiktoks use the sylvia's music oh yeah yeah (laughs) gotta get these guys out there have you yeah so you played at um Hyde Park, what was it? Hyde Park, Hyde Park Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good experience. Like, um, there's a song where I'm mostly singing. It's called Dissipate, and then I, like, Dissipate, I rap. Dissipate, Dissipate. Yeah, Dissipate. that's the one. You, yeah, you remember? <laughs> you know what it's about. Hook, um, yeah. Yeah, like I, um, when I like started rapping, that was like so fun to perform yeah. because no one expected me to start rapping i had like my full you know like my like, go-to yeah goth wing like little makeup thing going on like this button up and then start yeah i just start rapping on stage and they they loved it it was cool oh yeah so we got this one it's called dissipate the hook goes crazy I, oh man i'm so happy the other day my, my homies were like oh my gosh like we're proud of you too like you create some hell catchy melodies and i was like oh man thank you like, yeah appreciate like. it so how did this song come about? It was a freestyle. It was a psychedelic freestyle, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, it was originally a freestyle, and then we, like, I kind of... Um, it took me a while to finish it, but... Um, yeah, it, it started off as um, just the dissipate part, like, the, yeah. the chorus or whatever, and yeah. then, yeah, eventually I just build, kept building on it because I held, like, the melodies, like, what I was singing because I had, like, a little freestyle recording and yeah. stuff. But, yeah. One day I want to have like live 
bands and just like record it in here as well, like cut to the live band or something. Kind of like Triple J does. That would be so cool, man. Damn. I like the first time that um, Alex and I wrote, like, put this together, um, it was just like the dissipate part and the first verse and yeah. it was such a cool experience. I went to like one of um, Wyclef's parties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, um, Wyclef, yeah. yeah he's, he's, cool. he's crazy. Yeah. He's so cool man. And um, yeah like we were just sitting on like um, the couch and stuff and Alex like found a guitar and he just starts playing dissipate. Yeah. And then um, yeah me and Wyclef like Wyclef did a little like freestyle segment oh, yeah. to the to the instrumental as well. It was cool. It was like, uh, cool as fuck. Yeah, so this was inspired by, you said, like, a psychedelic experience. Oh, well, like, I mean, the dissipate, like, it was, like, it, it came about during a psychedelic experience. Like, yeah. me and my band sometimes, like, to, like, every once in a while, just take, like, a tab each and just, like... Experience um, a different dimension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, like, I don't know, and play music. It's how fun, because you, sometimes you can see in the dark on acid. I know that sounds really oh, yeah. funny, but, like... We, so we jam in the dark and, like, there'll be, like, coloured lights and, like, it just looks so cool. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. It definitely, like, helps to get the creativity flowing and, like, um, I don't know, it's a good way to connect with, your, with my band, I feel. Yeah, I think um, I was just, for one, I was looking at the definition of dissipate, which is reference or feeling to an emotion. Uh, so a feeling or emotion disappear or cause to disappear. Oh, so... The concern she felt for him had wholly dissipated. Oh, yeah, so it's when the emotion leaves. So yeah. it's like, oh, you're... So it's almost like you're feeling an emotion and it's gone. So maybe you're feeling, like, sad or something and it's gone and you feel good. So that emotion's gone. Dissipate was more about, like, wanting to... Like, I didn't really search up what the word meant, but I felt like it... I don't know. Like, it was more about wanting to just, like, get away from from things like that's why um a lot of the lyrics are a bit sadder <laughs> i think it still relates to the definition mm. getting away from their feelings just like you're like di- trying to run to away dis- you're running away much. from that feeling yeah in a way sort of um and then yeah on psychedelic so i haven't actually talked interesting enough i wanted to talk about um sort of certain mind-altering substances and how they relate to creativity. Because mm. um, I know, like, marijuana is common to use for creativity because it apparently, it, like, enhances it. Um, so a lot of people use that. But also psychedelics. Like, I listen to a lot of other podcasts on psychedelics and how, yeah, you literally enter another, some sort of alternate reality. Yeah. Um, and mentioned that song was inspired by psychedelics um, it was and maybe art as well yeah um so like the song it was just um it was less like inspired by psychedelics it was m- just more so like i was and i said and i was freestyling and then that's how like it just came about like this song yeah. but um so what was the second part of your question oh so um how has that like influenced your work like psychedelics and what what sort of psychedelics um it's mostly been lsd um 
Yeah, it's it's mainly been LSD. Like I've I've tried Demi, um, but it's not like um, like it was a cool experience and stuff. But it's not something that you'd want to do like hell often. I yeah. guess because it's, it's like because like with acid st- stuff is still the same, but there's like more. I don't know. It's just a bit more wavy and a bit more like just depends on how much you take. But with DMT, it's like full fucking reality shift right in front of your eyes, like. And it's, yeah, it's crazy, like, um, it's not like even some of the, tri- you know, people get into trips where they're, like, they feel like they've been in there for years, like, on DMT, and, um, yeah, and I've even heard, like, some stories of just, like, how gnarly, like, the shift of reality can be, and the person will just be sitting there, like, just the eyes will be open, but they'll be experiencing a whole different, like, world yep. while still in this one. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and... Um, have you taken DMT like a few times? Um, I've, yeah, I've I've done not, like not I've probably done it like four or five times, yep. but I've only broke through once. To, um, so like bre- breaking through is kind of like I don't know how to explain it. It's how like you have like you kind of just what's know. not breaking through. What's not breaking through? Um, I like mean, what's just a regular DMT experience? Well, when I first tried it. I tried it out of a vape and it was pretty like it was pretty mild it was kind of like if I took half a tab of acid so like everything was just colors were a bit more vibrant um and like there was just like on every like sharp edge of things there'd be like a really thin like stream of like rainbow mm. light it was hell weird but um like that for me was not breaking through but um when I broke through was when I had like it in a cone and it was like 4am in Hyde Park and um I smoked it and I just remember like getting shot out of my body like and then oh, yeah. the next minute I just like I'm surrounded by like the universe but I can still see my physical body so it's just like me outside of my body like looking at my physical body that's on earth like that's just smoked this demigone and um I'm just like wow this is amazing and I hear like my friend like freaking out and he's like dude like what's wrong with that like like what's going on because I like my physical body looks fucked when I was like physical being mm. looked fucked when I was when I did it like and that's the weird thing about psychedelics. Like, you look hell, like, messed. Sometimes, like, on Demi and stuff, like, yeah. in, and more intense psychedelics, like, Bufotenine and, like, like, toad venom and shit like that, people look really funny. Like, they'll be, like, rolling around and, like, be like, ah, but they'll be having, like, the best time of their life. It's just, like, so strange. But I could hear, um, my, I could see my physical body and I was, like, roll, I was, I kept, I was rocking back and forth and, like, my eyes were rolling in the back of my head and I just hear my mate go, like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And I was, like, fuck, I better go back. So, like, like, I get back into my body and I just start, like, crying and laughing and, like, all, like, these, um, like, coloured light streams just, like, travel, like, into the ground and, like, up into the trees and they explode, like, like adding, like, more vibrancy and colour to the tree. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And then there was, like, a full sacred geometrical, like, dome that covered, like, a transparent, sacred, like, geometrical dome that covered me and my friend. And... Yeah, it was, it was just, like, I don't know. Like so just, like, visuals and... Yeah, I feel like that's more intense and, like, I don't know, it's more of Because I know on other podcasts they do talk about, like, being shot out of a cannon and or something like that and being in another world and a common visual is machine elves or elves and mm. it's, and they, like, a lot of the time people learn from these experiences. Yeah. I... I've I've never seen like the machine elves or anything, but I could like me and my homies were telepathically communicating though. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, 
telepathic communication like there's so much cool shit that exists that's like right in front of our eyes but we just don't even mm-hmm. it just goes over our, our heads but yeah i like i don't know i feel like it's helped me to um learn a lot about myself and like reality and just what i want reality to be for me and yeah i don't know how to explain it <laughs> yeah no, uh, I it's think quite a complex thing like to explain but yeah definitely you've like because even in your art, I can, I can see like an influence from DMT in a yeah. way, just from what people talk about and like maybe other art forms that have been influenced by DMT and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it can be a tool that you can use to see different perspectives. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like, I, I like, I don't know. I, I feel like I wouldn't like. I'm not, tr- <laughs> I'm not in any try anyway trying to like say go out and go do this if you're feeling this way but like they helped me personally like psychedelics helped me personally like, a lot um, no for, for mental health yeah mental health, i yeah. think i actually think it's um just from what i've seen obviously none of us are like doctors or medical researchers but just from what content i've seen and from my own personal research i think psychedelics can help people like really be beneficial to people with um mental health yeah. problems and that sort of thing. And it's, there's actually been a lot of studies to show it's, it does help. Yeah, no, it it does. But, you, like, it's how you want to use it. Like, it can, like, I don't know. When I set my intention, like, I usually try to set my intentions before I take ass and when I want to learn, like, trying to like, understand myself. more. Some people try it when they're in a bad mindset and it just, like, destroys them even more. It's really... It's really a difficult thing because it is so hit or, like hit or miss, but um, so I, I don't like to romanticize really, it. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like even though it's done good for me, like personally, and uh, it's benefited me, it doesn't mean that I don't want to like just like, promote. Yeah. I'm not trying to promote. Yeah, for sure. It's just like experience. I think it's something to research at least. 